0: These candies ain't gonna crush themselves, dude. Sit here and take your medicine. Take your medicine. You started it and you're, you're gonna finish it. You're like the monkey from Outbreak. That's all I'm saying.
1: Movie we'll
0: He's unopened. He's a fresh belly. If you don't like that show, I don't think we can be friends anymore. Movie we'll I am in the process of spoilage. Soon to be purchased for $30 from Vinegar's Scorpion. Movie we'll
1: is, I mean, for all of the for all the bullshit we still have to deal with, I mean we t- we, I hate to say that because that's when our computers are going to explode <laughs> we typically get 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 it done, you know mm-hmm. but, yeah, the minute I say that uh, my do- my desk is going to catch fire my computer is going to melt into a just this puddle of uh,
0: goo <laughs> not not yours apparently, this week it's me
1: yeah, this week it's Everything's fine on my end so far. I was just actually my my main thing is uh getting over my head I, another head cold. I was like, oh, am I going to sound like a, you know, I'm talking through a seventh generation VHS tape, running <laughs> through a you know old school TV or hey well, hey what's wrong with
0: that? Huh? <laughs> yeah, to give to give our listeners that old school feel. Yeah, like an old school podcast on vinyl. Yeah. <laughs>
1: But yeah, I'm feeling better. But so I'm still, I, I wonder if it's a Windows based
0: issue that you're having or I, I, I think it's a browser issue of some sort. And I've cleared every cache I can find. I was on the internet looking. Oh, oh my, my work laptop totally fine. Can br- hmm. browse the internet all I want, do whatever I want. But my main computer here, it's just like, nope. DSN times out or cannot find something something I'm like ah oh. I've tried every damn thing on on the internet that like they're like here's 12 solutions for this problem I did every one of them nothing and it's like bitch and it's always on podcast day oh every time finally I was like I went and checked again for updates because that was one of the first things I go do and oh yeah oh yeah what do you know we found three big huge updates I'm like So the thing updated for, I mean, it took 45 minutes of downloading stuff and rebooting and updating. And I was like, all right, this is it. This is it. I had internet then for half an hour. Nothing. And it just dies. It's just, it just all of a sudden stops. Like I click, I'll click around 10 links. It's fine. And I click Facebook or something and it's like, "Mm, no, I think we're, I think you're just done with internet for today. It's it's come it's now become one of those problems where well, see, uh Spectrum ha- sent us a notice that from now until the end of the year there will be hiccups because they're going to be working on replacing lines and stuff. But there's no way that could be the problem because I've got Roku running in here and Roku running in the living room and yeah. other computers are working fine. But are the two newest computers in the house? No, they're just nothing. It says maybe no net internet. Neutra- net neutrality? Maybe that's something.
1: Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Maybe they're now, throttling you. You're, you're being throttled
0: right now. Yeah, but they wouldn't be able to pick which computer.
1: I know, yeah.
0: I, I, I've th- thought of all of these things. It's just, like, ridiculous. Oh my God. All I said was go play upstairs and just don't be stomping. So they're standing on the stairs stomping and screaming. <laughs> oh, it must be a podcast day. Must be. Dad said be quiet. Let's be loud. One sec.
1: <laughs> and see, already, here's where I would be already starting to do a real fast uh review but we haven't even started the show yet so that's kind of awkward if I review a movie without without my partner here so I'll just sit here and listen listen to the dog bark on on Eric's end and listen to screaming and gnashing of teeth and uh, all that other wonderful you know stuff that dog? goes into a podcast taping it's Oh, listeners, it's glorious. <laughs> we, uh... We... <laughs> I just hear dogs barking, and it's magical. It's, it's truly a magical thing.
0: Uh... I hate this big fucking dog so bad. I, I, I hate this dog.
1: Oh, and see, now now Eric is frozen in mid-stride towards the computer. Oh, so are you. In a, in a blurry, almost a <laughs> possessed, oh,
0: wow. Good, we're, good. We're off, oh. we off to a rolling good start here, aren't we? Yes, we are. Oh, now, now you're moving like in times four speed. Oh, there we go. I think we're caught up now.
1: So basically it's, oh, geez. It's in real time, then, if that's the case. If I'm yeah. going times four. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, the the they were playing hide-and-seek, and the one kid couldn't find him. And then I said the one kid's name, which makes the other dog think that somebody's here, so he starts barking like crazy. Oh, it sounded like just mass chaos was going on. Which it usually does. <laughs> well, the big dog wants, is a puppy and wants to play with little dog, who's old. And so he jumps at her, or at him with all four feet. And then little dog is like, It literally would be like if an elephant jumped at you. There's that kind of size difference to a human. You'd be like, ah! You know, so my office has become little dog safe space. There you go, buddy. Chill out, okay? That big mean bitch can't get in here. (laughs) Uh, I love her when she's being calm, but she's just a puppy. And so then she's jumping all over everything, and she's chewing on kitchen legs and kitchen chair legs and stuff. Like... The house is getting trashed, and... You have another child now in the house. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. (laughs) (sighs) Yep. Okay. I'm Eric, by the way. Yeah, and I'm Eugene. Welcome to the chaos. (laughs) Chaos freaks. Oh, and there will be more, because I'm watching the niece, and brother-in-law will come pick her up, so... Somebody will come in, all the dogs will bark, and... uh, Another interruption. Um, how are you, sir? Oh, well,
1: I'm finally getting better since my, uh, what felt like month-long sickness. I'm, oh, I mean, I'm taking antibiotics. I'm shoving garlic up my ass. I'm, <laughs> there's uh, the list of things that I'm doing to my body to try to get better is ridiculous. Like there's so much vitamin C and just natural stuff in my body that you'd think that I would just be just oozing out like green shrubbery and healthy, healthy, Hippy shit, whatever. But I, I'm still fighting it. Oh, <laughs> still fighting you're, it.
0: You're so you're so full of uh, different chemicals and cure-alls that you could get bit by a vampire and he would die. Oh, oh! I
1: mean, there's so much garlic
0: in me. I, I'm so, last night. I mean, our bedroom stunk so
1: bad, and you'd think it was because I'd be burping it up. No, I was like, I was just farting garlic all night long. And it would wake me up. I'm like, oh, what stinks? I'm like, ah, oh, me. It's me. It's it's. Oh, it was. Yep, the farting
0: garlic man. It awful. <laughs> it's too early for a title of the episode. Um, <laughs> maybe not. Uh, <laughs> uh, on the other hand, I tend to let things run their course. Like with this, I tried. with this flu, yeah. I, I, I don't know what I can take because it, there's nothing that I can take that will attack a certain symptom. You know. Yeah. Uh, so it's just been. Vitamin C and whiskey for me. And and seriously,
1: I've run the gamut. of. I've been so mad that I'm like, well, I'm going to just listen to death metal just nonstop because I'm angry. While meanwhile, you know, taking all these vitamins and, you know, witch doctor shit to try. It's been crazy. (laughs) Literally (laughs) chaos in my brain. (laughs) But I'm starting to feel better as I am.
0: Excuse me. don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) <laughs>
1: uh, it's the last, the last two listeners just like click off.
0: Every time I blow that, like that, I'm just like you, fucker.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I'm somehow I'm gonna get paid back for giving you this stuff.
0: The oh, life, man. Maybe hey. I already booby trapped one of your discs. I just. Stuck a finger up my ass and just smeared it all over the di- disc. So the next and time I pop it in the player, you don't know which, which one you're just yeah, gonna, gonna pop it in. You're player. gonna be like, "Oh, what's on my little grimy there?" I don't know. Yeah.
1: and it's gonna ruin the the laser on my player, which trickles down into my sound system, and then somehow my projector just explodes in a
0: geyser of shit. <laughs> I'm not that big of a bastard. I just want you to have my shit on your hands. That's oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be one of them shows. <laughs> uh, of course it is. Alright, you ready to talk about some movies? Let's do it. Let's go to the roulette. It's time to spin the wheel of the movie roulette we dive in the ocean of cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. And this episode of the roulette is incoming up against witchcraft. And I guess I will go first. Um, If I can find my... here we go. Incoming! The International Space Station is now a prison, the ultimate black site. No one's getting out, and no one knows it's there. But when the imprisoned terrorists take over the station, and IMDb says dot dot dot. Scott Atkins. And other people. So, um, yeah. I had... I, I was excited because it was a Scott Atkins joint, and it's sci-fi, so yeah, you check and check, that's me. Let's do it. And immediately I was a little... Just a smidge concerned, you might say. If by smidge, you mean um, a lot. Uh, yeah. Because the first logo to come up was our good friends over at XLeratorMeteer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so a bunch of scientists and our people go up to the space station. Three people, one of them being Scott Atkins, who looks surly, which is okay. And then they, they fly up to the space station and they're like, we gotta do an inspection or something. And, uh, Scott Atkins is like, ah, all nervous and fidgety because he doesn't like going through the, the walkway between the ship and the space station. And, and then he's like, another guy's like, just be careful you don't lean on the walls or they'll tear. Ha, ha, ha. And then the door is open and it's like completely solid steel kind of aliens hallway that you just walk through. And he's all like, uh, 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 well, why? I, you couldn't tear anything in there? I, okay, then the door is open and he runs in real quick. Okay, that's a thing, I guess. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the doctor they brought with them is shocked to discover that they're torturing people at this black site prison for, like, five years. And uh, then she kind of helps the one, and then they take over the space station, and then Scott Atkins turns out that um, He's a dick! He's a dick. He's the army guy in the movie, and he's not cool. He's not the hero of the movie. He's kind of a dick. And um there are some fights, and it's like, alright, at least we'll have some good fights, and they're they're short and just kind of general punching. It's not like cool Scott Atkins martial arts. It's just I punch you, and you kinda kick me in the stomach, and then I punch you again and Ooh. <sighs> Ooh, this sounds... It's not good, Eugene. It's not good.
1: <laughs> and, is it, uh, there, is there it there Asylum
0: are... level, or were, were we a couple flights up from Asylum? Yeah, we're Accelerator level above Asylum. That's Which where is we're not, at. Much. Not, not much. Not much. And there were several movies I thought of while watching this movie, like, oh, this is kind of like that, um, ah, oh, shit. What was the name of that movie? Oh shit. What was it called? Eh... It's a prison movie. It's supposed to be set in the future. Um, It's got Highlander in it. Oh, Fortress? Yeah. Well, Fortress 2 was set at a space station. Mm Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. Except somehow worse in my memory. Oof. Because there's a lot less people, and they're all running around, and the prisoners didn't even know they're in space. So then they hatched this plan to drag the space station down and drop it on London or something, and... Ah, oh, the nerds managed to take over the space station and steer it away a little bit. <laughs> oh, it was an hour and twenty-nine. It went on and on and on and on and on and on. I know I tend to defend the Scott Adkins Netflix stuff uh, more than you do, and I stand by the most of it. But this, no, 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 no. Were was there any somewhat good special effects in
1: there, or were they all? Oh, uh, yeah,
0: the... some of the space station stuff was cool, and and the the space shuttle flying around it was i mean that stuff was pretty well done i it was acceptable but you just don't care especially when all the dialogue is shit and it's just cliche after cliche and oh man it's like if you got enough money to build these sets and stuff like come on dude but nah, did not yep. accelerate me <laughs> <laughs> over to you
1: Okay, Witchcraft from 1988. And this is one of those movies where back in the day at the video store, the VHS store, uh, in the horror section, it was lined with, v- or with uh, VHS copies of Witchcraft parts one through ten probably at the time. Well, now they're up to, I think, 17 or 18. So I watched part one. Let's see how this, how this saga began. Uh, new mother and her baby are, they move into this mother-in-law's house uh for some reasons or another and the husband seems a little bit shady so does the mother-in-law and then witchy stuff and ancient curses and blah da da. uh however i kind of enjoyed this movie actually it it had a shot on film but shot on film strictly for vhs so the, uh, the, the intro, like the logo and all that stuff, uh, were very much of a made for TV movie variant, you know? Yeah. Um, it, there was just enough gore in it. In fact, I always thought of these movies that, that they would be nothing but, you know, softcore TNA type things. And this one here, I don't know if there was any nudity even in the first one, but there was actually a, a little bit of gore more than I thought there would be. And even they, they tried to do some special effects. Tried. It failed miserably, but I'm like, oh, well, that's a valiant effort. That's okay. I, that sucks, but that's kind of cool, I guess. Um, and everything. I mean, there was lots of padding, which, eh, yeah, alright. I was kind of, the acting was bad enough to where I'm like, ah, I'm kind of into the padding. I keep talking. I'm okay with that. Every now and then just give me a little bit of blood and a little bit of pentagrammy nonsense mumbo jumbo stuff. And it all ends. It actually, this is a, this is like, Rosemary's Baby with a budget of a couple bags of Doritos, maybe. Something like that. So, it was, I mean, I gave it three stars, which I, man, that was was pretty generous. But, um, actually, I know why I gave it three stars, because I watched uh, Witchcraft 2. That's why I gave it three stars. I'll be reviewing that movie later. Uh, But for now, Witchcraft 1, it gets a,
0: mm, let's move on. Okay. (laughs) So what's funny is if you we could do a digital recreation of Bob's Video Store. Oh, I know. I, I, know. I, I it's literally chest high level, just inside the door in the horror section. There was at least five of them, uh, complete black covers with a pentagram and a girl in like negligee. Yes, w- witchcraft. One, two, three, four. <laughs> yeah, and they would be rented. They would be rented out all the time. And I,
1: well, yeah, I'll get into part two. Uh... A little bit later, but uh yeah, part one. I mean, the thing is, would it? Would I buy it on Blu-ray? And yeah, yeah oh yeah, yeah I mean, you you yeah. all movies
0: you hate on Blu-ray. Yeah, so. oh,
1: I know, oh, awful, like that Indian bullshit. From, oh, it's this here, I'm like, and oh, I should have known from the beginning. I actually, I didn't know this, but I should have known right when the movie starts. It goes, D-d-d-d-d-d-d-d-d. I'm like, oh, the trauma. It's a trauma movie. Okay, I I it did is. not know that. I yeah, I. Oh, that's news to me. Yeah, um, and it doesn't feel like a trauma movie. Um, It it doesn't have the wackiness. It feels more like a... So they bought it. Yeah, it feels like a Prism, or one of these Continental video, or uh, one of those generic 80s... Vestron. Yeah, well, Vestron, that's about five flights up from something like this. (laughs) Okay,
0: so you got the 80s version of Accelerator.
1: Yes, yes, this would be... (laughs) This would be maybe asylum, maybe a, slate, a smidge better than asylum for, for the 80s, which I guess would be trauma. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: uh, no, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Witchcraft. Yep. Three stars. All right. Coming your way this week. Uh, the Sea of Trees. A brooding American unable to cope with personal crisis travels to suicide forest near Mount Fuji, where he meets a fellow lost wanderer. I know that might normally not be stuff that we would be into, but Matthew McConaughey, Naomi Watts, Ken Watanabe, directed by Gus Van Sant, so that is a perfectly fine roulette, in my opinion. Uh, next up is Into the Forest in the near future. Two frightened sisters fight for a uh, for survival after losing their father during a deadly, quietly looming apocalypse. Again, sounds Netflixy, but cast, Alan Page, Evan Rachel Wood, Max Mingella. Um, and lastly, <laughs> as requested by you, Horror of the Hungry Humongous Hungen. It's too much alliteration. Genetic experiments gone wrong unleash an ancient voodoo curse that te- uh, produces a masticating monster with an appetite for terror. Narrated by Oscar-winning actor Jack Palance. I looked at the IMDb page of this movie and immediately decided I would never watch it, but I really would like you to. Uh, Good luck with that. Uh, Uh, I still don't know if I had that on my... Oh, uh, yes. Yes, you did.
1: uh, See, this this show is literally turning into fake news, just on a weekly basis.
0: (laughs) No, no, it's not. Uh, As I pull the microphone out of your hand. (laughs) Oh, come on. You can't do that, because I'm over here and my internet doesn't work anyway, so go yeah. fuck yourself.
1: <laughs> <coughs> Judas Priest.
0: Ah, oh, hashtag oh. winning. Oh, <laughs> oh,
1: ooh. Good lord. Oh, f- <laughs> oh, it's yellow. Okay. <laughs> Outlaw King, uh, a true David and Goliath story of how the 14th century Scottish outlaw king Robert the Bruce used cunning and bravery to defeat the much larger and better equipped occupying English army. This is a Netflix original starring uh, Captain Kirk, a.k.a. Chris Pine, and it's directed by the guy that made Hell or High Water, which was a pretty damn good movie. It's two hours, so there's that, but it's probably a fairly safe pick, I would guess, because it's got some star power, and it's it's a Netflix movie, so I'm guessing they threw some money at it, and all that good jazz. Um, next up is Hold the Dark. This one here has been on the roulette before. Uh, this is the one from director Jeremy... Salonir, I think, the green room director, after the deaths of three children suspected to be killed by wolves, writer Russell Kaur is hired by the parents of a missing six-year-old boy to track down and locate their son in the Alaskan wilderness. Two hours and five minutes, so it's another two-hour deal, but again, I think with the star power and all that stuff, it's probably fairly safe. And then uh the last one is April and the Extraordinary World, and this is an animated movie, and... Um, I've, I've heard things about this movie. It's about three years old now. I've heard about this movie. Um, it's actually one that was playing at the theater in Akron way back when. Uh, 1941, uh, set in France. Wait, it's 1940. I'm just reading IMDb synopsis here. It's 1941, but France is trapped in the 19th century, governed by steam and Napoleon V, when where scientists vanished mysteriously. Avril, a teenage girl, goes in search of her missing scientist parents. And I love the animation style on this. Uh, it looks really, really cool. The budget was $12 million, which is pretty good for, you know, something like this. But
0: it looks arthousey, y cool, kind of. There you go. Uh, all three of those, this is a tough, tough pick for me this week, because all three of those I really want to see, and, and keep them on the roulette if I don't pick them, because... These are good picks. You did really good this week, uh, but I think I'm gonna go with the animated one because I'm kind of feeling that, uh, like watching an a- animated movie again. I haven't done that in a while, and <clears throat> been feeling the need to do that. So yeah, I'll take April in the Extraordinary World. And for
1: user, I will take uh, Into the Forest. I guess. Uh, I mean it. Yeah, I mean at the very least, it looks. Uh, I think A twenty four was the uh, studio behind that one. Well, that's a good thing. And uh, yeah, like you said, the the cast is good. Um, I should prepare myself though. It. I watched the trailer and it looks pretty heavy on the drama and less so on any anything else. But eh, it, it'll, Yeah, it'll at least have good acting. I'm sure. Oh, we'll see. Who
0: knows? I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't expect it to be like. I expect that apocalypse stuff to be extreme background, but, uh, to the, to the drama. But with those kinds of stars, that definitely makes it roulette worthy. Yep. Okay. Uh, that's it. Next episode will be April, 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 April and the Extraordinary World up against Into the Forest. And I look forward to getting a new email from you to moviefreakspod at yahoo.com about your list of AP. Selections. We say AP around here for Amazon Prime, right? Or do we just AP for... Just Anal Probe, yeah. Yeah, means, that means Amazon Prime. Yeah. Send me a new list, because you've watched several things off of it, and now you're claiming that some things aren't on it, and... <sighs> I mean, horror of the... I mean, I guess I could maybe have seen myself putting that on there, but... Oh, go to your sent emails. I'm sure you'll find ah, it. That's a lot of work. i <laughs> Uh, I know, f- researching to find the truth. Let's just call it fake news and move on. Exactly. I, <laughs> a lot of that going on right now. <laughs> wow. Okay, there you have it. There's the roulette for this week. Are you ready to move on to... What are we doing next? I, we, I never got a response back on you on second yeah, segment. Actually, I Rabbit yeah, trail? I, I was... I was Planning on doing the
1: top ten random weird things, and then I started and I'm like, you know, I just my head feels like shit, and I'm like I'm my brain doesn't want to think of ten things, so I'm like <laughs> let's just go rabbit
0: trail tonight, shall That's we? It's fine. We'll do it next week. Uh rabbit trail it is. Uh we'll start off with a big old rest in peace to Mr. Stanley. Yeah. Uh the best tweet I saw about it was from Brian Quinn. Uh he said uh, I, I'm not going to word it right, but he said, uh, rest, basically, rest in peace, Stan Lee, a man who did more for me in my lifetime than any politician ever. <laughs> and I wholeheartedly agree with that statement. Yeah. Uh, can you just, imba- I mean, look at the state of cinema today, and especially if you were involved in comics at all, like in the 80s, I, I'm not nearly as old as comics, but... Uh, the '80s when I was a kid, uh, and comics had a whole freaking huge long history before the '80s. To just see how that man impacted things from mm-hmm. way back in the day all the way up until till uh now. Or I, I think I saw a thing the other day. he's been he's made fifty seven cameos in movies, something like wow. that. Wow! No and kidding. I mean, the, even I mean, we can credit a lot of his work to you know, the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but a lot of the success of certain comic books back in the day were not necessarily... Like, Marvel successes It makes people go buy other books, too. Because a lot of people do that Marvel-DC fight that is just stupid as hell. But nonetheless, if one company does well, another one will, because people will go to the comic book store, see another book on the shelf, oh, that looks interesting, too. There are very few people that are like, "Oh, I'm only buying one name brand." Those people are weird. I don't understand them, and they're they're very few and far between, in my opinion. I don't know anybody that doesn't collect from everything. Yeah. So when books are selling, it does good for everybody, and that's the same for uh, movies, uh, comic book movies. I keep saying this over and over, and nobody seems to give a shit, but uh, because so mostly because Marvel fan wants. DCEU should just die and go away and their movies are such shit and it's like, man, you, I, I, I've seen a lot of people say, oh, I, when Justice League was coming out, I hope it fails because fuck this universe. And it's like, dude, that's not good for Marvel. It's not good for Marvel if DC movies fail. then cause people are gonna get comic book fatigue. It's not good for DC if um, a Marvel movie isn't, doesn't do well. And guess what, people? They're not gonna do well forever. They're, they're doing great and strong now, but, uh, you know. It's not going to last for all eternity. Not, none, yeah. of, none of it ever does. The Western used to be the most unkillable thing in Hollywood. <laughs> uh, not anymore. Uh, the reason I say all that is to give, you know, credit where credit is due. Is that that man has contributed so much to pop culture and to cinema, especially the state of it now, through comic books back in the 60s, for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. It's insane. It's insane. Absolutely insane. What an absolutely huge, full life, and what a great guy. And I hope that, I mean, there were back and forth reports there in the last couple of years about people around him, if they were screwing him out of money or whatnot, or abusing him. And I don't know whatever came of that. And it, I, I wish there I heard been that some, too. Wish there had been some resolution to that before he passed, because now I think it's just going to quietly all go away and we'll never know. Mm-hmm. Um, as these people split up his fortune. But, uh, there's nothing we can do about that. I just rest in peace, Stan, and you will be missed by billions. Yeah.
1: It's, it's cool to, I mean, the guy lived a, much like Christopher Lee, uh, into his nineties. I think that's so cool that, I mean, these, these people had stories. I mean, like, you can make movies about these people. Yeah. About their, uh, biographies about their lives. And I, I'm right there with you. I mean, I'm not as huge of a comic book fan as, you are, but I still, that's a big one there. Uh, late, man.
0: I, I would challenge you on that, because I, because <clears throat> I have three kids, I don't have a lot of money for comic books. So I really only have, uh, on my pull list right now, I have two things. One is Batman, the other is uh, the Watchmen series they're doing right now. But that's like every other month comes one issue, and that's only a 12-issue thing. Mm. So that's not a very long-lived thing. Uh, there's Fight Club 3 coming in January. I'm going to get that added to my pull list, but that'll only be, like, 10 or 12 issues as well. Uh, so, I'm only, I'm only spending, like, eight bucks a month on comic books. Ooh, yep, I might except, have you beat. <laughs> except, well, that's, that's just for Batman. And then the other one is, oh, what is that Watchmen one? I think that one's five ninety nine or six ninety nine, And that's every other month. You are yeah. ordering those special edition crazy awesome comics. I don't know how often you're ordering them, but those, there's no way they're that cheap. Nope,
1: they're not. <laughs> I mean, each comic is at least $15, and uh, I, 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 w- I'm, I gladly spend that. I gladly spend that.
0: <laughs> how often do
1: they come out? Oh, usually there's at least... Sometimes there's at least one a month, and then sometimes it's, it can go every other month, because it's that's a small company that uh, Ibon Press and it's all full cheese stuff. Well, most of it is full cheese stuff. There's a couple like bottom feeder is more uh henete <laughs> stuff. Uh-huh. And I'm getting those um <laughs> oh, boy. laser blast and uh, there's like uh, yeah. for the most part though the the full cheese stuff is what I'm really after and I, I but everything they come out with. Every single comic book they come out with I buy. I I don't care what what it is. I'm buying that because the artwork is incredible. It is it is
0: so incredibly gruesome and beautiful and collectible. (laughs) Well, and you're proving my point, what I was saying earlier. One, having an interest in one thing led you to look at another company's thing and I want Mm. that too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And they're, they're fantastic, especially now that they're doing the crossover stuff with, now they're taking like maybe the killer from New York Ripper and they're going to have like New York Ripper versus Maniac. I'm like, that's genius. It's, that's so cool and the like Lucio Fulci zombie series like they did the whole movie in, in like episodic series and now it's the movie's done but they're keeping on with that story and they're going into just crazy new directions with it and so it's like it's the Fulci zombie movie that I never got even though he made a couple sequels to his original zombie but they are they're their own thing these are their own thing too and I I love them I, they're right they're in my desk, safe and secure, um, because that's that's not for children's eyes.
0: No, no, not even some adults. I think. No, nope. uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I love that. I, I'm, sometime we're gonna just get together and read books. I want to read them all. Probably the next time you're sick. Can you? So you can yeah, I'll you. make sure that you get them all after <laughs> I f-
1: you know finger them all up. And here you go. <laughs> Rub these all over your face. <laughs> uh. You're, you're like the monkey from Outbreak. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Or the monkey (laughs) from 28 days later. That's a little bit more realistic.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this lasts a little longer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, but, but uh, that also goes to something I've always said. There is a comic book for everybody. It really pisses me off when people are like, comic books, ha, dork. Eh." It's like, not all comic books are just superheroes and capes and whatever. There is a comic book for everybody. Yeah, and that, seriously, that even goes back to, like, Mad
1: Magazine and Cracked Magazine. I used to get those when I was, like, in my early teens, and like, I consider
0: those to be comic books. Mm-hmm. You remember those? Oh, yeah. I used to collect Mad, Ma- I collected both of them. Yeah. And I, I had stacks of them, I actually went and traded them into a comic book shop, because uh, while I appreciated them, I was like, I'm never going to go through all these again, and he's, well, give me a little bit of money for them, and I would rather turn these into uh, other comic books. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I've been in the, I mean, Further Adventures of Indiana Jones,
1: some old school Star Trek. Stuff. I mean, I, I've been looking at, been reading comic books for most of my life, uh, but it's weird how, like, the type that I gravitate more towards are that stuff versus the superhero stuff. I'd rather just watch the superhero stuff on the big screen or the small screen versus reading the comic books. That's just me. Watchmen is maybe a different story because I i love, love that one, uh, but for the most part, I tend to gravitate towards Tales from the Crypt stuff or horror stuff or the, you know, sleazy comedy stuff, I guess, if, if may yeah. have be considered that.
0: Well, and this, this Watchmen series that I'm reading right now is a <clears throat> it's like a sequel to the other one. And it, they're trying to, I, I think what they're trying to do is bring those characters into the DC universe, like for real. Uh, mm. So there's, it's a really weird crossover. Um, but I got on board at the beginning and it's only like, I don't know, 10 or 12 issues. It's like, you know what? I'm going to collect this thing, damn it. Because that's how the original Watchmen was released that way too. It was just like 10 or 12 issues, I think. And I, it just blows my mind to think that, can you imagine being uh, around when that was happening and you were buying those issues and you have those issues? I, the first time mm. I ever heard, of, like somebody mentioned it. I don't even know if somebody mentioned it. I might've just been at the friggin' bookstore and there was this graphic novel and it had a, a symbol on it that said it, it won an Eisner Award or something, or it was on the New New York, um, Times list of 100 greatest novels or of literature or something. I was like, what? And I just totally blind bought it. And then I read it and was like, oh my God, like this is amazing. Well, then they come out with a sequel thing. I don't know if it's going to be that good. I highly doubt it. But so far it's been really weird and interesting to see like, uh, Batman interacting with Rorschach and stuff like that. Hmm. So far, I've been enjoying it. It's not near... It's not as good, but I've yeah. still been enjoying it enough to plunk down a little bit of money for it every other month. <sighs> anyway. And I
1: still, I still do have your... Uh, you uh, Years ago, you got me a, one issue of uh, Hellraiser and one issue of The Thing, and I still have them somewhere in the
0: house. They're stored away. I really want to read that thing beca- again because that was a sequel to the movie, to the remake, um, and I've... Man, I've looked for that everywhere. I, actually, I've got, like... I have a hard time, like, going, uh, like, skipping issues, and that sucks when you're collecting, like, I'm collecting uh, Red Robin, there's only, like, 35 issues of that. Well, I don't have issue 7. Okay, well, I'm not going to read issue 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 until I get that next issue, because I want to want continuity in the story. So yeah. I've got stacks of different things I'm collecting in this room. Office boxes full of shit I haven't read yet. <laughs> just because I come across it in quarter boxes, and I'm like, well, that's in my line of something I'm buying, but I just don't happen to have the next issue. Uh, and one of the things I keep finding that I love to get are these little two, three, four issue arcs of eighties movies. One of which mm. I have is, um, the last starfighter. They did a two issue thing of the last starfighter and I have issue two. It's like, that's so weird, but I, I gotta have that yeah. because it's- are they worth any money. Um, I don't think much. I mean, I get I'm getting a quarter box. I don't really care. I don't collect for that. I don't collect yeah. for. uh There there's some people that I come across in comic book stores and you know do whatever you want. I don't give a shit. But they're like, man, I'd really like to buy this issue of number four seventy five, detective whatever. But the corners bent a little, and I'm like, I I I told my my guy at uh, the comic book shop who does my pull list. He's like, some of these came in damaged. I was like, dude, I don't give a shit. I, I seriously, is, is a page ripped in half? That I'd care about. No? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it's just, it's a little, the cover's a little wave in it. Like, I don't, I don't care. I'm here for the story and the pictures, man. And he's like, all right. Uh, So anyway, I'm really curious to read this latest issue of Batman I got because he shows his dick. I don't know if oh, you pay any hey. attention to that, but there's been some controversy. And because of that controversy, there. The second run of it will not have that in. It's, like, shadowed out or something. I'm like, oh, I think I got the first run. <laughs> I'm gonna see the Bat-Pole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that actually
1: leads me into... Not Batman's dick, but... <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, it
1: leads everybody. <laughs> oh, I guess, kind of, yeah, it leads me in a certain direction. Um, but the, uh the whole OCD as far as like a little bent page or whatever, because we are now into, this is what I was going to bring to the table today. We've, we're now into the Blu-ray collectability and how things are going in that direction. And where a lot of the bigger major studios are siphoning their catalog titles to these smaller niche companies. Um, uh, I can tell that the, the farther along it goes, the higher the prices are getting. Uh, and the more, and rightly so, the more collectors are bitching about their slipcovers being maybe slightly damaged or this or this or this not quite right or maybe an audio track is slightly off or whatever the case may be. Um, therefore, for a while, I'm like, give me a break. Just give me the movie. But the prices are going up on these, uh, on these movies to the point where Scream Factory is right now Officially the whipping boy. And rightly so, they are, uh, I'm not sure if they're under new management or what, but it's gotten ridiculous with Screen Factory to the point where there is, most collectors are pretty pissed off at them. Uh, their Creepshow, uh, collector's edition Blu-ray that they just released, uh, typically goes for 30,
0: generally $35. $35 for Creepshow. I, well, I mean, I kinda, I see where you're going with this. In relation to what I was saying, I kind of feel like maybe about 10 bucks is the line there. Like things under 10 bucks, I'm kind of meh on complaining about that. You're talking about 30 bucks for a Blu-ray. That shit better be pristine. Yep. And, and with the, with, for example, I'm
1: going to use Creepshow as an example. The, uh, the slipcovers they were using are not high quality like vinegar syndromes are. The audio track for the I think it's the 5.1 audio track. Uh, they used the PAL audio track. And so the, to convert it over to Blu-ray, like the voices are, I guess, the pitch is a little bit higher. And so it doesn't sound right. Well, that's a defective disc. Uh, the, if you were one of the people that, that spent 60 plus dollars, like I did for the Silent Night, Deadly Night, uh, limited run, They did the same thing for Creepshow with this poster, limited edition poster. Well, a lot of people are getting the posters and they're damaged. Like, they weren't packaged properly. And I'm like, if you're spending 60 plus dollars, everything should be pristine. Everything. And that includes a non-faulty disc. But there, there's a lot of people that are upset with Scream Factory. I mean, we're talking like, they're releasing Get Shorty. It's the price point's $30. Who the fuck is going to pay thirty dollars for Get Shorty? That's ridiculous. Get Shorty, yeah, that's that's a ten dollar at the most catalog title. You're still
0: that's still not. I don't see a lot of sales on that for ten bucks. No, no. I got it on DVD for a buck, and I'm just yeah. like, yeah, I was all right for a, a lark, yeah. but that's about it.
1: But they're they are shooting themselves in the foot. I do applaud, especially Vinegar Syndrome. They they're doing this. I mean, they they're a niche title company, but their slip covers are. Fantastic, and their transfers are flawless, and they don't screw up. They don't screw up discs, and their price points are typically the high end would be twenty five dollars, maybe, and then the low end sixteen or seventeen. That's th- good for you. They're they're like them, and Arrow is more expensive, but Arrow is another one where it's like Criterion treatment. But Screen Factory, they're they're not. They're not. And, uh, it is, it is showing. There's a lot of people that are upset and right, rightly so. But unfortunately, a lot of these movies, that's the only way you're going to get them on Blu-ray. Like, I want Silent Night Deadly Night part two. I, I got to have Silent Night part two. And it's like, I, I'm going to probably end up having to, if I, I, mean, I, of course I want Ricky and the, the, the whatever, the <laughs> character guy and the little poster. I was like, well, that's going to set me back $65. And I'm like, how are they gonna fuck up this? How are they gonna screw this up? Guaranteed somehow they're gonna screw this thing up. In fact, my original son on Deadly Night, um the originally they were like, well, we're we're tracking down the uh the the vault material, so all of the uncut footage is gonna be like sourced from from film. No, it wasn't then. It was it's still sourced from VHS, which okay, fine. My poster was in great shape, and my my uh my uh action figure guy was in good shape for Sonic the other night for Billy. Um But it was a limited run until they sold out of it and then they, and then it was the company that made it. Then they just say they sold them otherwise. I'm like, well, so that's not, that's not right. I mean, a lot of people bought that because it
0: was literally one of, I think, 3,000. So they, wait, they sold that set as a limited run and then they just started selling it again? Yeah. Or if they didn't, then the company that
1: made them for Screen Factory sold them which was not, like, I don't know. It's If I would have known that, honestly, I would have just bought the Blu-ray itself and bought the Billy character for another 20 bucks or whatever and saved myself $25. Yeah, but... Does that make but, sense?
0: It, I, I think, if I understand exactly what you're saying, but <clears throat> it seems to me that even though they were selling the figurines separate, like, the the full-packaged thing with the, the, like, a sealed copy with the Blu-ray and the figurine and the poster and everything all together would still be a very unique... Combination, wouldn't it? I think so. I'm not sure what the case is because I never. I mean, Billy is here. He is up there on my shelf, and he's been. Un- he's unopened. I mean, yeah, he's a fresh Billy. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, well, you're gonna get Ricky, and he's gonna have two left arms. Just, just yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or like a blow up doll face to where he's like, oh, like
1: insert little tiny plastic penis into the mouth hole. But uh, it's I, I'm frustrated too because they are like I want the I want remastered Creep Show I want that I have the original that I got for f- five bucks but it's an old Blu-ray the transfer is not very good and this one here is redone I'm willing to pay X amount of dollars but thirty five dollars for fucking Creep Show no I'm I'm not willing to pay thirty five dollars for Creep Show
0: I'm willing to pay twenty maybe yeah uh, but anyway <clears throat> I'm trying to think of a yeah. comparison to that because. With especially with that being that, I don't know. I, I wonder. I there in comic books there there are these, um, or at least comic book related world, there are these figurine and statue collectors, and I can't remember the name of the company that does these ones, but they are, they're about uh, six inches to eight inches tall, and it's usually one hero or villain uh, standing on a rock in a pose or whatever. And they are done so freaking well. They're gorgeous. They're beautiful. Like, I, they I, words can't describe how amazing they are. If I could just remember the name of the damn company, um, you could Google it and you'd just be like, holy shit, these are amazing. Until you go to look at the price tag. Because I looked at some at this one comic book shop in Canal Fulton, I think. They have tons of them. Dude, they were hundreds of dollars. And I'm looking around, I'm like, Ooh. They're, these things are everywhere. X Men, Fantastic Four, Batman—like they're all every. They're everywhere. There was dozens and dozens and dozens of them. I'm like, there's no way there is this big a market for it, but there is. Some dorks out there will buy this shit, and so then nothing against them. That's totally fine. I would love, I would love to, but there's a, pff, give me a break. Even at twenty bucks, I'd be like, eh, a little steep for something. I'm just gonna have a paperweight sitting on my shelf. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> Taking nothing away from the artistry. They were, they're, they're mind blowingly beautiful. Like, I didn't even want to touch them. That's how, how beautiful they were. Uh, but as long as there is a market for a thing, they're going to keep doing a thing the way they can to make money. And that goes for everything. Um, amongst the VHS collectors groups, we often joke, ha ha ha, the Disney clamshell. (sighs) Ah, <sighs> platinum edition or whatever the hell it's called that everybody thinks is worth money. The noobs think is worth money. Go on eBay and look up any Disney, Rando Disney movie, A Pinocchio in a VHS collector box. You will find listings of $20, $40, $50, $5,000. You will find listings for all of them. Okay? That doesn't mean they're selling for that. It just means every now and then these people, well, these people list all these things and every now and then one sucker thinks he's getting a real, genuine, unique thing and will drop the money on it. Otherwise they wouldn't make the listings. So that's why they do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, guess what? Here in Ohio, go to any Goodwill. You can get the entire lineup of all of these Disney movies for 50 cents a piece. Mm-hmm. It's, they, they can't give them away. They're everywhere. There are no rarities of any of them. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, it just goes to sh- I'm just- my point being that they will only make those prices as long as they continue to sell them. And that- and Shout Factory and whatever, they're just gonna keep doing it as long as it sells. They're not gonna Which lower their I, prices. I think- Same mm-hmm. as- I always wondered how Criterion can do it. But they're- they're obviously making money, they wouldn't keep doing it.
1: Mm-hmm. But I- I- but see, the, the problem with Screen Factory is they're not on the level of Criterion or even Arrow. Uh, and, and they've out, they're outpricing
0: Arrow. And I'm like, you guys can't do that. You, you can't, your product is simply not as good as Arrow's. And- I totally understand what you're saying. I'm not disagreeing, <laughs> but I'm just saying that they are selling enough copies for the, yeah. the dorks that are buying. It. I'm not calling you. I'm just, there are people out there yeah. that are bitching about it, but still buying it. They're not going to change until yeah. you stop buying it. Yeah. So we'll see what
1: happens because there's a couple that uh, almost gotta have titles for me, but otherwise, like, even Creepshow, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not gonna spend that on Creepshow. And, uh, the Mangler is coming out. I really like Toby Hooper's The Mangler. And I'm like, I'm not spending that kind of money on the frickin' Mangler. I'm just not gonna do it.
0: And if but, I, I, I agree with you, obviously, but I, if enough people agree with us on that, Then the price will drop, and if it doesn't drop, then people will start selling it when they realize it's not collectible. Or, you know, they'll try and recoup a little money, and then you can get it for cheap on eBay or something.
1: Yeah. I just never thought because, I mean, Code Red Bill, he used a price gouge like crazy. And even now, it's like, Code Red is, I just never thought I would see the day where Shout Factory went from being like, oh, that's kind of the go-to niche title to where you can get tons of great content Um, yeah, the quality isn't quite as good as like the major, like arrow or vinegar syndrome, but you can get them for really good prices. And now it's no, things have changed drastically within the, like, we're talking like the last month to two months, maybe the last month to where all of a sudden their prices are just, and they've, they're doing this thing to where I don't, is it map pricing or whatever? But they basically, um, they set the price. Here is, here's the retail price and that's what it's going to go for. And here's. A handful of places that can sell it. And I'm like, you're making it difficult for people to buy your product and that sucks.
0: Yeah. Yep. Well, they'll, like I said, they'll just, they'll do it as long as they can make money doing it. Until then, they'll change their pricing model. Yeah. Even Trick or Treat is another one that I'm like, it's got a perfectly good Blu-ray
1: release from the original studio and now they get their hands on it and I'm like, yeah, I'd like to see some interviews with the people and maybe, I guess, somewhat of a new transfer but it's not going to be mind-blowing compared to the Version that came out a couple of years ago, and I'm not dropping $30, 30 whatever, for trick or treat that I picked up the original for $5. Yeah. So, anyway,
0: there, end of rant. That's my. <laughs> no, that's fine. Thing. It was good. That was a good combo. I liked it. Uh, okay. One last little thing, and then we'll move on to recently watched. Um, okay. On the AP, I am jealous that you get this, and I don't, but, um, have you seen a show or heard of a show called Homecoming? No. Uh, This show... Actually, I should look up who is actually on the show. (laughs) I was shocked to discover that this is a thing, sir. Okay. Because... Oh, there it is. If my internet can work. Oh, I'll just wait for that to catch up. Uh, Last year or so, one of the uh, podcasts that I stumbled across was called Homecoming. And it was about... Um, soldiers dealing with PTSD coming back from the Middle East and whatnot, and this group of doctors and, uh, physicians and rehabilitation people trying to find a, uh, develop a drug to help them deal, the uh, soldiers deal with PTSD. And the reason I was attracted to it is because it was a fictionalized, completely fictional, uh, show written, and it had, um, Hollywood stars attached to do the voice work. It was like an audiobook. But serialized, you know what I mean. So, like yeah. every week or so, you'd get a new episode, and it would be like, "Oh, the further adventures of um, Oscar Isaac." Was in it. Um, oh, I can't remember her name. I should I should look it up. David Schwimmer was in it, and and his performance in it was fantastic. He was a total asshole, but a completely believable, and like. I really, really enjoyed his performance in in the uh, thing. Anyway, so it had, that was season one and it kind of ended, but it was like a like any kind of show. It was kind of cliffhanger-y because this was not the whole story. It was just Mm -hmm. here's the first season of the story and then we'll produce more. And they weren't long episodes. They were like 20, 30 minutes. So it was a really cool uh, idea for a podcast. I really enjoyed it. And then A bunch of time goes by, and we don't have a season two. And I'm like, what the hell? I'm ready to find out what happened in the show. Hello. Um, and then boom. Oh, maybe this is why there isn't a season two of the podcast, because they did such a good job that apparently... Hey, why don't you guys make this into a TV show for the AP? Starring Julia Roberts. Um, damn, I would really like to watch that. <laughs> uh, I, I only reason I'm bringing it up is because you have the AP, and I was wondering if it, um you had heard anything about it. I have not, but yep, there it is. I'm looking at it right now. It's I have not heard anything. I had no idea. I'm still trying to look up the, uh, who stars? Kath, Catherine Kinnear. She was the main star. of. Uh, she uh, would be the, um, Julia Roberts is playing the role that she played in the podcast anyway uh the podcast was awesome i think that you would totally enjoy it it's a easy listen and i'm jealous that you got the tv show i would love to watch it maybe i i thought i'd pitch that your way maybe watch okay. an episode see what it's like uh, i don't think it's one of those since it's a ap original it's probably not <clears throat> One that's like, oh, first season, twenty-six hour-long episodes or something. You know, it's probably, yeah, thirty minutes. And I want season two premiere. Oh, really? That's great. Yeah. Great. <laughs>
1: Damn it! <laughs> Time for you to hop on the Amazon Prime wagon.
0: Yep, yeah, bring on the anal probe. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Dermot Moroney's in it too. Yeah, they're really stepping up their game. They've got some
1: great streaming stuff. Uh, it seems like they focus more... Well, currently are focusing more on more catalog titles and stuff like that versus Amazon's, you know, stuff that came out in the last couple of years. Yeah.
0: Well, the podcast you should definitely listen to. It's it's not that long, and it was... Man, it was real gripping um, audiobook kind of like sound work and everything. Like, they, they do some... And, and at the end of some episodes, they talk, they talk about the production, like behind the scenes, how like, oh, well, this scene took place outside, so we said to hell with it, and we just recorded it outside in a park with ambient noise. And it's like, wow, you got Catherine Kinnear and um, uh, David Schwimmer, and we just sat at a park bench, and it sounds amazing. Uh, it, and then there's little action scenes and squealing tires and gunshots, and you know, it's like, you're it's oh, really cool. involved. It's not an action story, really, but it's a really... Interesting story, the way it's all laid out. And, uh, I, it, hey, if you haven't listened to that podcast, I recommend you do. It was so good that they gave him a fucking TV show, so.
1: <laughs> yeah. Kind of like Lore. Lore was such a good podcast that it got its own show as well. Huh. Where's that at? Uh, Amazon Prime.
0: No. Oh. Animal Planet.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs>
0: uh, you have heard of Lore, though, right? I introduced you to Lore. Oh, you did. That's right. Yeah. Hey, thank I you. listened to like two episodes and then I'm like, yeah, you should check this out. It's awesome. You listened to all of them and I hadn't, I haven't, I've listened to like two.
1: <laughs> They're good. They're, I, I, I listened to so many that I'm like, oh, okay. I kind of put, I backburnered that, uh, that podcast so that I can focus more on my, my stuff. Yeah.
0: Uh, well, uh, but. Homecoming, they, they just did so good with the release of that podcast. Like it, would come out. It's not too long. They do little interviews with the cast. And, you know, since it's Hollywood celebrities, we, you know, movie freaks, we're interested in, to hear how they, mm-hmm. you know, uh, came up with their character. David Schwimmer blew me away in that series. He, he really did. I was like, damn, that guy's a prick. Uh, <laughs> when he wants That's to... That's the Friends guy, right? Yeah, so he's in, yeah. He, okay. Yeah, he was excellent. And the, it's because of the way... Uh his character he is was, was constantly on the phone but having a different conversation with somebody in real life, so he's like bouncing back and forth and so you got to see a lot of uh acting chops from him because he's um carrying on multiple conversations at the same time. And lying to everybody at the same time. Uh so it was just like a hell of a performance. Hmm. Anyway, I just wanted to bring that up since you okay. rock the uh the anal probe. Okay, let's go to recently watched I've been watching some recent shit because I went to the library. Let's talk about a couple of movies that... Oh, did not go the way I thought they'd go. Okay, first up is Tomb Raider from 2018. Have you seen this movie, sir? Yes. Okay, did you talk about it on the show? Uh,
1: You know, I don't think I did because I was waiting for your review. And I remember, like, I kind of remember, like, I watched half of it and then we did a podcast and then I watched the other half and I just, it just didn't work out to where I, yeah. Did,
0: didn't come back. Didn't right. talk about it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is the one, a remake, reboot from 2018. I didn't have a lot of high expectation for it because I feel like the trailer, I said this on the show before, I feel like the whole movie was there in the trailer. Um, and that's not entirely untrue. A lot of it was there in the trailer. Lara Croft, the fiercely independent daughter of a missing adventurer, must push herself beyond her limits when she discovers the island where her father disappeared. Yeah, okay, that kind of works, I guess. Um, so, yeah, going into these movies where I think the entire thing is in the trailer, I'm always like, alright, let's just, bip, 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 do the 90-minute version of that thing. But, I gotta say, I was kind of into it along the way. They left enough nugget, I mean, a lot of the big stuff was in the trailer, but they left enough nuggets along the way of stuff that wasn't in there that I was like, "Oh, that's interesting how they got from A to B to C of that trailer." I kind of enjoyed that. That was okay. Uh When all is said and done, I'll give this movie a thumbs up. I enjoyed it. I'm not blown away by it or anything, but I will say it's certainly better than the Angelina Jolie ones. Because agreed. Go back and watch those. Those are just awful. those have not aged well. Ooh. No, they have not. Um. I, uh, I liked some of the action beats, like the the, the waterfall airplane stuff. Like, the whole build-up to that was what made that interesting. It's like, she couldn't get away. Just, the next thing, to the next thing, the mm-hmm. next thing, it was like, oh, shit, what next? Um, Here's the best way that I can describe this movie. If you're a fan of Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade, this is a carbon copy of that movie. It's, oh, Dad left me his journal. Oh, I've got to do this. I've got to follow in his footsteps using his journal, and then in, all the way till we get to the island. And, uh, well, thank God you got rid of the journal, right? No, I brought it because surely you wouldn't bring it here, right? No, I. It's like guys, I saw Last Crusade. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the biggest negative I would have for this movie is the the very very. End climax where she's running away from exploding mountain and it's just a CGI fest, like blatant CGI fest. I, I know there's plenty of CGI stuff in it, but that part it was just like, ugh, this is this is the cloud from Fantastic Four two and and uh, it's just like, come on, she, she's dodging and dipping and weaving and it's like you can tell that she's like, oh, I'm pretending running on a green screen. <laughs> everything else up to that part was like acceptably green screen. Uh, but that part, I was like, yeah, whatever. Again, still way better than the other um, uh, Tomb Raider movies.
1: And it was, yeah, I, I pretty much echo everything you said. It was okay. It was kind of a forgettable, not quite summer movie, you know, like it's kind of the mid tier budgeted action, generic, whatever. I'm like, eh, it was fine. My wife and I watched it and, Yeah, I don't remember much. I Didn't she get her two guns in the end? Like, ooh, yeah, Yeah, there's two guns. Man, be fine. All
0: right, yeah, and I'm not from England, but I'm like, I know guns are outlawed there, and I'm like, oh, so you can just look in the back of a pawn shop and, oh, we forgot to leave, close our gun rack, hee hee. Yeah. All right, right, I guess so. Whatevs. Uh, (laughs) I wonder if they're
1: actually going to follow that one. I mean, it, it did, I don't know if it did good enough to warrant a sequel I'm, I
0: don't know. I, um, I don't know. I'd have to go look at the actual numbers of that. But yeah, yeah.
1: one. And, I, I, well, I hate to say one and done because I could see another one of those nights of, I don't know what else to watch and like. Ah, uh, what's what's a good generic action movie and
0: that fits the bill. Yep, I could I totally pick that up on Blu-ray for a buck. Yep. Next up for me is one that I was uh, kind of looking forward to. Uh, I was glad. I was shocked that it was in the library already. I was like, oh, wow, I didn't think that came out, but apparently it did. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Hmm. When the island's uh, dormant volcano begins roaring to life, Owen and Claire mount a campaign to rescue the remaining dinosaurs from this extinction-level event. Uh, I, I didn't uh, love the first Jurassic World. I didn't hate it, though. I was like, all right, it's just kind of a carbon copy of part one but taking the next step of having the park actually open. And shit goes similar to Part 1, you know, as far as um, dinosaurs getting loose and all hell breaking loose. Uh, With Part 2, I was surprised. In the first 30 minutes, I was like, I'm digging this. I mean, it's kind of a carbon copy of Part 2, where we gotta go to the island and take dinosaurs off of it. Like, okay, I kind of saw that already. But I was enjoying that part of the movie, In the Jungle. And running around and loose dinosaurs. That was cool. I was digging it. And then... uh, It kind of takes a turn. Because it's like, let's... Let's just go hang out in a house for the rest of the movie. And that I didn't care for. Because it's like... I know they were trying to make it like a horror movie. Yeah, they were. But it's like... Dinosaurs in a house? I know it's a mansion and everything, but... Okay... Where is this going? What is the point? Oh, we're trying to sell them. Okay. We're, we're doing we're doing the same thing as Part 2 again. And I'm not a fan of Part 2. I <laughs> know. Uh, Lost World. I, I'm not a fan. I'm a fan of the first half of that movie where they go to the island and dinosaurs are all loose. And in the second half, it turns pretty shitty. And I actually expected to like this one better than Jurassic World because I thought that one was such a rehash. Let me just say, I... I like where this movie leaves the Jurassic Park universe. The very end of it, I really like mm. where it leaves the universe. I thought that was really cool. I didn't understand why everybody's so hesitant about letting the dinosaurs out. Fuck it. Let them out. Let, what, what, everybody's like, oh, we can't. Why not? Y'all, y'all are so concerned about how you fucked up their lives and you're trying to save them and shit. Why don't you let them go? <laughs> fuck, let some humans fend for themselves for a while. Uh, who gives a shit? I don't understand why they were so hesitant to that, but whatever. They finally let him out. Uh, spoiler alert. That being said, I really, uh, again, I really enjoyed where it left the universe. That being said, my God, what a piece of shit this movie is. This movie is a shit show. I was furious watching this movie. The characters are morons. I hated them all. I wanted them all to die. Uh, I don't understand Why anybody did anything in this movie. Nothing made sense. Uh, the... Here, here, here's the best way to describe this movie. It's, okay, we gotta be really careful, guys. There's dinosaurs around. Be really careful. Boom. What was that? Coming from the tunnel. Pause. In the darkness. Boom. Stand. Stare. Wait. 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 Boom. It's coming from over there. Stand, stare, wait, wait. Finally, dinosaur opens his, jumps out and roars. Do they run then? Nope! Stand, stare, wait, wait! And then when the dinosaur charges, then turn around and run away. You idiots deserve to die, every one of you. You should, when you hear the bump, 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 you should be running. You should be finding cover. It, it, it blew my... Dude, it blew my mind. I sat there. I was, I was screaming at my TV watching this movie, going, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? That you know you're going to a place where there's loose dinosaurs, and you still are just kind of like... I, that that, it, scene that It's in the trailer, but the scene where there's lava dripping down into the building, and the, the mm-hmm. scary, new, crazy dinosaur they invented is coming down the hallway... They just stand there and stare at that thing for two minutes. That thing doesn't have to chase after anybody. He can Michael Myers his ass just chot chuckt chot, walk all the way after it just chew their heads right off. No problem because nobody runs away in this movie i it, it was mind boggling to me mind boggling and, and then halfway through the movie, I'm going, why did they even need the girl? Why did they even need her? Why did they oh they needed her to get to him to get him to come to the island to get blue that's what that's yeah. that was the point. oh, and they couldn't get. To blue without her activating the one hand thing to activate the tracker thing. So that's, that's why we brought them there. (sighs) That's the whole, I thought it was pretty good. (laughs) That's the whole reason they were in this movie, Eugene. It was awful. It was awful. But, and then everything with the stupidity of the people that were trying to sell the dinos and how they're just like, man, it'll be fun. And they're so, like, have you not lived in a world where they've had all these Jurassic Park accidents? Nobody cares. It's, it's, they just don't, it doesn't make any sense. It's like, nobody would react like that. Why would you do that? Ah, uh, whatever. Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. Uh, again, the best part of the movie was the absolute very end. I look forward to the next movie because that will be interesting. I would like to see where in the hell this is going. I'm sure it will be... <sighs> safari hunting in high heels or something. <laughs> Pacific Northwest. <laughs> that'll be it. I Chris Pratt riding on the back of blue. Yeah, sure. Why not? Laser guns. It, it had a couple of moments that were cool. I like that the the one dinosaur that he had hammer his head through the wall and get them help them escape. That that stuff was all funny. But for the most part, uh, I Bryce Dallas Howard. I mean, her character is so poorly just poorly written. It's not her, it's not her acting or anything. It's just it, it her character's a moron, an absolute moron. Uh, it, with the staring I, I just couldn't believe that and then that other kid who's the, the nerdy kid he's yeah he's sta- he was my biggest standing and yeah. screaming Let, let's stand and scream at the dinosaur charging at us like from a mile away like no, well, let's not run nah, let's wait till he's ten feet away then we'll we'll luckily dodge and roll and then we'll run up the ladder then and no oh, I, I it was so dumb oh it made my head hurt ah, Jurassic World over to you
1: <laughs> okay. And uh, I liked it like, for what it was, but I went in with such low expectations and it was like, ah, it's one that I can watch with my wife and I've uh, had a good time. I, and I did like the, I did like the horror movie haunted house type aspect of the second house. And I, I, I still like it better
0: than the other Jurassic world, but I, meh. <laughs> I, I didn't like, I liked, I like my Jurassic part to be in the jungle. That's where it's scary to me because you're surrounded everywhere. I everybody made dumb decisions. The girl. Oh, there's dinosaurs loose. I'm gonna go run, climb in my bed, and hide under the sheets. Why? I mean you you just you just hid from murderers in the little elevator thing, and you've been doing that for half the movie, up and down and up and down and but now when dinosaurs are loose you're like, Oh, under the covers, that's where I'm safe. (laughs) Not in an elevator (laughs) in the covers. What? <laughs> okay.
1: <clears throat> and then on the other end of the spectrum, Cannibal Corpse, Centuries of Torment, the nearly 7-hour long documentary that what? I watched. What? Uh-huh. There's it's three disc, actually it's all on YouTube and uh I'm I'm lately I've been really getting into death metal and the various forms of death metal. And Cannibal Corpse is kind of like top dog for me just because they are all about just horror shit. That's what they sing about. It's, it's not Satan this, Satan that. It's not anything like that. It's, uh, various ways of murder. That is pretty much every single song and it's hilarious. <laughs> because what, what isn't hilarious about ripping someone's face off and burning their eyeballs out and shoving, yeah, a rake down their throat and whatever. Um, this documentary is so so good. It tracks the entire history of this band. And even if you're not a fan of, of this type of music, it really is interesting to see how a, a like a band can go from, you know, this, this band is like 30 years old now, how they can go from just like four or five dudes that, hey, we, we kind of like what, um, what obituary and, and, Death and Slayer and a couple other bands are doing, boy, we'd like to imitate that. Let's imitate that. How do we do that? Well, we can't really play instruments, but I guess let's just kind of sort of pretend and try, and let's start coming up with these gory lyrics because we like horror movies, so let's do that. And they come from Buffalo, and they started just playing these little gigs. It it was so fascinating, the trajectory of this band from finding their niche. They literally found this little niche and they created They're the kings of death metal um, because of their fantastic artwork on their covers and their shirts and whatnot um, and which they actually there's a big segment on the artist which is like this the most level-headed cool dude like he's a comic book artist um, and his artwork is so incredibly great for these covers and it's so graphic but They're like, let's do this. Let's go as far as we possibly can with this horror shit. And in the process, they got good at playing their instruments and they kept on evolving as a band. They would, you know, replace, they would replace, uh, different musicians and they, and the big one was replacing the original singer, Chris Barnes, I believe his name, with, uh, with, uh, George Fisher. And even then they were like, you know what? We, this band is more important than record sales. And it's not working with Chris Barnes. Let's get this other dude. And it's so, it was so good. It was, I mean, now granted, this documentary at seven hours, there's two hours that is concert footage, which I did not watch that. So I watched the five hours of the actual interviews and their, their story. And, um, how am we going to go with this? Uh, oh, so really where they started to really hit it big was when they appeared in with their original lead singer, right before they, right before they parted ways with Chris, uh, uh, Bonas, is they were on the Jim Carrey, Ace Ventura movie. And that was kind of that. And then Bob Dole during his presidential run, he talked about the downfall of, you know, um, American youth and cannibal corpse was an NWA were two bands that he, I'm like, that is, that's like the most brilliant free publicity you could possibly get.
0: And also complete um, and utter bullshit. Cause I said the same shit about Elvis it's stupid. And it's
1: like, even like I'm into these guys and I listen to their lyrics, which is completely absurd. But anyway, I, I love this band. They're down to earth guys. And it's uh, so many of these bands, even Slayer, like, Ooh, they're evil. But then you hear the behind the scenes stuff and they've got kids and they're just dudes that are making a living or whatever. But I want to talk about this. This is not the normal type of movie that I would talk about on the show, but because it was so long and so good, Uh, I wanted to talk about it a little bit and just, I know that you have already talked a little bit about your touring days and, you know, basically it sucks driving around in a van and you make almost no money or no money at all and it's like, they echo everything that you said. They pretty much echoed for the first part of their career is like, you don't wash your clothes that much and you just, it's not fun, but you do it because you love the music and you, you know, you have a vision.
0: Yep. And so we've talked... We've been talking more about music in the last few episodes, so it's not that off topic, but, uh, Pantera. Famous story about them. I mean, you mentioned Pantera to anybody. Everybody's heard of Pantera, right? Yeah. When you talk, especially if you want to talk in metal circles, Pantera is a big band, right? Everybody knows Pantera, right? Pantera toured for 10 years before anybody knew their name. Before their first album came out. 10 years, man. Think about that. That was in the hair glam metal days. Mm-hmm. They grinded for ten fucking years. Pantera. Are you kidding yeah. me? <laughs> that, yeah. that just that just angers me. <laughs> yeah. And this
1: band, this band too. I mean, they played concert after concert, usually in Buffalo. And it's I. What was cool is that I was watching smart businessmen that are extremely talented with their instruments. Um, finding a niche and doing it and you know back in the day when I would hear about this Campbell Corpse whatever and I see the cover I'm like no and I've liked horror movies most of my life and I'm like nah this does it's probably not good and I have a totally new appreciation for especially this band here just for like for what they have accomplished through all the hardships and like hey we got to let the lead singer go uh, even if it costs us our future, we have to let this guy go because we need to go in a different direction. We need to progress. And they did. But anyway, I highly recommend this documentary. Um, if you're interested in rock and roll music and what it's like to be, you know, start from scratch and be on tour for, you know, just grinding it out and hoping that you can become a famous band. And that's what they did. So very, 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 very cool. I, I, Loved it. And then you actually texted me about it. You're know, like, oh, you do know that that Metalocalypse show is, you know.
0: Yeah. You I've been, should, you I've been watch... trying to get you to watch that shit for years. and
1: Yeah. And I, now I really want to because Dude, the... it's,
0: if you don't like that show, I don't think we can be friends anymore. Like that's kind of <laughs> the place that I'm at with that show. And I don't know where you can watch it. Maybe the, the old AP has it, but.
1: <laughs> no, I checked. They don't. <laughs> Dang
0: it. Uh, that is something that you could blind buy. It's that freaking good. You, there are clips on YouTube, but, um, they don't quite do it justice because they're so random and weird and they're also like uh Swedish or norwegian or something so they speak broken English which is just hilarious it, it, it adds such a lot it's so great dude but it's especially great if you've been in a band or mm-hmm. been in multiple bands uh there are archetypes to um singers and guitar players and bass players and drummers and they are all personified in that show and it, that's what makes it so freaking funny it's like yeah yeah, I've been in a couple of bands, and that's uh, the bass players. They were all like that, or the <laughs> drummers. Yeah, they were like that. <laughs> uh, that show is uh, heavily—I don't know how involved, but heavily involved with Brandon Small, and Brandon Small is the guy behind Home Movies. He does the voice of Home Movies, and he—he he is a big metal guy and does all of a lot of the music for Metalocalypse, like all on his own. I think. I'm guessing that was because there was two guys, the creators of Metalocalypse, that
1: were that were on this documentary that they talked a lot about, like, you know, like, George, the lead singer of Cannibal Corpse, that, that their lead guy in the show is, that's modeled after him.
0: Yep. Oh, yeah. And I, I had an opportunity to interview Brendan Small, actually, for that metal magazine I was writing for. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Eh, yeah, it didn't quite work out. No. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Go on, next, or... If okay, you
1: uh, next up on the... Uh, uh, that was great, and then not so great is Witchcraft 2, The Temptress. Uh now now the cover matches the quality of the actual content. The first one that I the roulette was okay. Uh middling to kind of good. This was just just terrible. Like to the point of you guys were setting out to do a bad movie, right? Like you 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 know. You you know that you did wrong. You 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 know or maybe not. I'm <laughs> Oh my lord, it was, it's the, the baby from the first one is now an adult and he kind of sort of sounds like the hillbilly guy from Fast and the Furious. Uh, oh, oh, and he's kind of sort of likes this girl and her dad's a preacher. And then there's this blonde lady with, that basically just wears lingerie around at all times and a pentagram, a pentagram. Um, so the cover she... was selling it right then? Oh, it was selling it right, yeah, and then it's, uh, what, what the hell was this about? Um, so a blonde <laughs> lady is a witch, and this guy's a warlock because he was the baby, whatever, from the first one, and so she wants to hump his brains out. Why, I don't know, but she does. And, and then there's lots of flashbacks to the special effects of the first one, and then long scenes of him talking and, Kind of, sort of, ass grabbing the blonde girl every now and then. I <laughs> I so, so near turning it off. Like every 15 minutes, I'm like, "You can't." No. We all know you can't. Do I know. That. And I'm like, I mean, finally, I'm like, just you know what? Just sit here and take your medicine. Take your medicine. You started it, and you're you're gonna finish it. Oh, <laughs> uh, and I mean, even the end. I think the end it wraps up by talking. Like it, everything is about like, how do we make this cheap? Let's well, just have people talk. Just talk and just film it and we'll move the camera. So there's, it's, that's our special effect is moving the camera. Uh, but I guess the blonde girl was kind of good looking, but it was, <laughs> it was soon v- to be purchased for $30 from Vinegar's Scorpion. <laughs> oh, and at some point, something happens to where this guy and his girlfriend, they end up with pentagrams on, you know, burned into their chests, except it was like raspberry jelly smeared on their, like, that's supposed to be a burn mark, I think, but it looks like rat. Like I'd, I'd probably lick that off of you if I would be close by and hungry. Like it looks kind of edible. Mitch, eh, <laughs> hold on, I'm kind of hungry. Can you come over here and let me kind of lick you, maybe? Yeah, <laughs> I kind of lick your pentagram. I, oh, oh, and then anyway, yeah, it, it was bad. It was bad. Shame on you, Eugene. Okay, back to you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, last round. Uh, Death wish from twenty eight. Yes, the Bruce Willis Eli Roth. Yeah, 2018. Uh, Dr. Paul Kersey is an an experienced trauma surgeon, a man who has spent his life saving lives. After an attack on his family, Paul embarks on his own mission for justice. Uh, Screenplay by Joe Carnahan, and you could see that evident in the writing, which I really appreciated. Also directed by Eli Roth, which was unfortunately evident. In the directing. Um, I wish Joe Carnahan had made this movie because it would have been much more gritty and re- not, maybe not realistic isn't the right word, but it just would have had a more realism thing to it. But in the hands of Eli Roth, this was uh, direct-to-video, schlubby, ACDC, dent, 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 dent. I hated that from the trailer. Hated that. It was so out of place. It was like, dude, you're not making a Dukes of Hazard movie here. You're, this is a hardcore, I will give the movie this, they, they left out, they dropped the rapey bits, which is good. It, it didn't have to go that far. Um, so, you just had the, the break-in and the, the daughter was actually in a coma, so she didn't, wow, well, wait, she was not the original too, wasn't she? Yeah, she came back, right? I think. Yeah, I think so, because I think yeah, she the got, daughter came back I think she got women. raped again in the sequel. Yeah, she got raped and killed in the sequel. Unbelievable. Unbelievable! This, things you could do in the seventies, but whatever, uh, or eighties. <laughs> um, but this movie did have a decent ending. It had some interesting parts. I, it was not painful to watch. Just some of the tones that Eli Roth went with just didn't work. Like with the soundtrack and stuff. It's like this isn't fun, and this shouldn't be fun and playful. It should be dark and gritty. And I can feel where Carnahan' his version would have done that have uh, been more narc it should have been more narc and less I don't even know what he's what Eli Roth is trying to do.
1: Anyway, yeah. it was
0: an okay watch. Um uh, you should check it out at some point. It wasn't awful. It just was an interesting way to see how uh one person that we know as a writer and director what his vision could have been. You can see it underneath the the fabric of the screen versus Eli Roth schmoozing his look all over it and doing his thing. Uh, and last for me, from also from 2018, A Quiet Place. A Quiet Place. In a post-apocalyptic world, a family is forced to live in silence while hiding from monsters with ultra-sensitive hearing. Directed by John Krasinski. Emily Blunt, John Krasinski. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, let's get on with the positives of this movie. The direction is great. The writing is good. The, uh, everything with the directing is good. Um, the story is, the, the world they set up in the story is good. The monsters are scary. Uh, I feel like, okay, that's it for the positives. Uh, I feel like they went too far with the monster's ability. It's like, you can be out in the woods, a uh, hundred miles from anywhere, but, oh, we had a toy that went beep, boop, beep, boop, boop, and pfft, you're dead. Like, uh, okay, but it says in his basement lab that there's only three monsters in the area confirmed. What if that one's a mile away? No, it's just so super-duper hearing that whoosh, you're dead. They went for the children in peril thing to the extreme, which, as a parent, makes me uncomfortable. Now, like, I don't like it being employed that heavily. And they went for it right off the bat. It was like, no, oh, that—that's all this movie is about: children in peril. All right. Um, corn is not quicksand. I can speak to that from experience. I've been in those corn things. You do not sink like quicksand. That's not real. It's not how it works. <sighs> I kind of—I was texting you while this was going on, but I feel like. Uh you shouldn't try and live in a quiet place. If you got monsters there of unknown origin, assuming alien, that are so sensitive to sound, then maybe you should live in a loud place, like live by a waterfall. That way it's not so deadly if you fart or the kid screams or for some reason there's a nail straight up through a step. Why is that there? Why is that a thing that exists in the middle of a step? Why? Mm-hmm. Eh. Shitty contractor. Let's just leave it up to that. Yeah. Why? Anyway. (sighs) That was dumb. Um And then if you know, you have bratty kids in life and death situ death (laughs) life and death situations. Life and death situations that don't listen to you, guess what? You're gonna die Uh, I don't know how to feel about that. That sucks, but there's only so much you can do. At a certain point, you raise them, and then you got to push them out of the nest, and they're going to have to live on their own in the real world. And if, like my kids, I'm having a hard time training the youngest one, hey, maybe don't run into the road, don't run into traffic. If he's not going to listen to me, guess what? He's going to get hit by a car, and it's pet cemetery time. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, at a certain degree, shit's going to happen. But when it comes down to saving your kid when shit is going sideways, standing there and screaming? Why? (laughs) why Why? that that was stupid as hell like he at that point i literally think that character was like i got a newborn baby that we have to gas to sleep that's never gonna work forever uh kids gonna brain damage and die whatever uh he was just like you know what screw it uh i'm heroic right sacrifice no no you're suicidal and you want out that that's what that was (laughs) Uh, here's an idea. How about you take the pickaxe you're holding and, I don't know, grab a rock and throw it over 20 feet away and hit the building you're standing next to? Create noise over there so the thing runs over there? Maybe you can take a swipe at it as it goes by? There's a million different options you can do in this situation. And I know that... Okay. Pause. This is a good movie. I will give this movie a thumbs up. It's a good movie. Characters do a lot of dumb stuff in this movie. There are a lot of dumb people in this movie. Why don't you build... A trap, and then put a boombox on it. That way, when the thing that can hear something ten feet away comes running over to it, it gets hit by spikes or something. Like there's a million different sound traps you could build to hunt the things down, or live next to a waterfall and do that kind of stuff away from your house instead of living in. We have to be absolute silent. That's not possible, especially with little kids and a newborn. It just it was like there was so much ridiculous stuff in there. It made it hard for me to be swallowed up in the world and be like, oh, this is scary. It just was so ridiculous that... uh, I mean, it was all well-made and thumbs up, John Krasinski, but uh, that's probably a one-and-done for me. I mean, I'd watch a sequel to it, but it should be called The Loud Place, and I want it to be like Aliens, where you're just constantly gunning down these dumb things. How about you have some... uh, Like, if you know that sound is their trigger, wouldn't you have a bunch of loud things on you, like firecrackers, like M-80s, like oh crap, somebody made a loud noise or put the batteries in the spaceship, light an M-80, throw it over there, kaboom, the thing runs over the other direction. Right? Yeah? Or pick up a rock and throw it over there. Boom. Noise. The thing runs the other way. Right? Nope. It's it's like, if you want to look at it, a better way to deal with sound scary creatures? Tremors. They would do stuff like that and distract the Graboids to go in other directions so that they could get away. Part, part, part one. Yeah. Just part one. Yeah, just part one. Just, just, just part one. (laughs) That's the only one that exists in my world, Eugene. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, all 20 of the other ones exist in mine. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Quiet Place, I recognize that it is a quality, well-made film, but not for me. Um, Back to you, last round. Uh,
1: Okay, The Fan. This is or aka Durfan. It's a German movie from 1982. Uh I'm going to spoil the movie so just so you know, it's a Mondo Macabro release on Blu-ray and I heard some pretty positive things about this movie. Uh 17-year-old girl is infatuated by uh this pop singer. Uh so this girl and she's got this voice in her voiceover where it, she's obsessed with this this pop singer to where like she goes she sends him mail constantly all she thinks about is this guy and how she is in love with him and blah 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 and she like she gets angry because there's no mail showing up um so she finally decides to go track this guy down which she does and she's infatuated with him so he immediately sees an opportunity to bed her down which he does and um then he has to leave but she doesn't want him to leave I'm going to spoil this movie by the way I I am in the process <laughs> of spoilage uh so she uh he wants to leave, so she eh, she doesn't like that, so uh so she kills him, stabs him in the back, she butt naked and kills him, and then well uh-huh. he's dead, but I still love this guy. what should I do i I know what I'll do, I shall cut him up and eat him, and she does well, you that. Got, she,
0: sometimes you have to consume the power of the ones that you murder. You
1: got to do what you got to do. And so it fries this guy's meat up and down the hatch and grinds his bones to dust and then shaves her head bald uh, because she's crazy and then spreads his bones somewhere because she loves him and roll credits.
0: Uh, Three stars. Next up is... (laughs) I don't think you should be crazy shaming like that. (laughs) (laughs) Who hasn't been in that situation, sir?
1: (laughs) Yeah, let's see. Oh shit! There was Britney Spears back in the day for me, and <laughs> uh, and Justin Timberlake also for me. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, oh, but it was okay. It was. Um, I did have uh, my Justin Bieber stint. <laughs> yeah, I, we all have our things, you yeah. know. <clears throat> and the first hour, <laughs> the first the movie's an hour and a half, and the first hour and ten minutes, uh, the first hour, I was like, eh, this is kind of boring. And then she gets around to cooking and eating him. And I'm like, okay. No,
0: I, I'm... I'm getting fry, hungry.
1: Fry him up. Fry him up. I, under, I understand where you're at right now in your mindset. I did the, the whole shaving your head bald thing after that. I'm like, oh, that was a bit Britney Spears of you, but I, I'll roll with it. So, it was pretty good. Happens um happens. <laughs> uh, oh, and I also watched the dubbed version because I'm like, ah, if in case it's boring, I want to be able to, to listen to it while I play on my phone. Uh-huh. So, the dubbing was pretty, you know,
0: it was <laughs> kind <laughs> of... <laughs> Mm. These candies ain't gonna crush themselves, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly <coughs>
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Um I should do one more. Yep. Uh let's see. So we got that done. Um uh, let's do Incident in a Ghost Land. Let's end on an angry note. Uh, that's <laughs> always fun. Incident in a Ghost Land. Remember that movie Martyrs? Yeah. Okay, what's well the director of Martyrs made this movie that I've heard pretty good things about? Pascal Laguerre, I think? Sure. Um, he made Martyrs and a movie I have not seen called The Tall Man and he also made this incident in a ghost land. And I'm like, yay! Arrow released this and I'm going to buy it because it's this guy. Martyrs I like. Um, it's Heavy, 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 heavy stuff. So I knew kind of what I was preparing... You know, I kind of was mentally preparing for that. So I'm going to somewhat spoil this movie as well. Somewhat. Um Two young girls and their mom move into this big house. And um I guess there is a big twist in here that I, I do want to keep... I'm going to keep the big twist quiet. Um They move into this house. And very shortly after, these two crazy people break in and... Get all rapey and whatnot. And, um, and then a twist happens, um, and there is more rapey beating up of girls slash, yeah, teens or whatever, early twenties girls. Um, I hated the one sister and the other girl that you would have, you would have hated, 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 hated this movie mainly because, I mean, a thing for you is characters doing really stupid things. I'm kind of forgiving sometimes, but even for me, I'm like, I was screaming at my screen. I'm like, what are you doing? You're sitting there cowering in fear when you could literally just we're not the front door, but no, 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 no. Let's wait till the big, fat, stupid, literally mentally handicapped man smashes your face in and then rapes you again or whatever. I'm like, oh, I hate you. You deserve it. You deserve
0: it. No, no, we're not saying anybody deserves oh. rape. Uh, just you, <laughs> <I'm laughs> you deserve. No, we don't even have to cut. Just okay. If if you're not going to run away from danger, you might be in danger. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm trying to get. Yes, yes, that. I got you. I got you. But um, so
1: I, looking back, the the twist originally, I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? But after the movie was done, I'm like, you know what that that twist actually was kind of inventive, and it, it I, I could appreciate that. I, I did, um, but. The character motivations in the movie were so terrible, and I get it. Without without certain things, you just simply don't have a movie. And, you know, they were scared or whatever, but they made the villains in this movie so hissable and evil and awful, which... This director, I'm like, okay, I kind of get that because he wants you to be angry and uncomfortable, much like martyrs. But it's to the point where I'm like, I, I am, I'm so not having fun with this movie because the villains are always getting the upper hand and they're so terrible. And the girls are just these punching bags, literally punching bags for the whole movie. And ew, that was, that was a chore to get through. I actually fast forward some of it and I have like, I watched some pretty sick shit. But after all, I'm like I am tired of watching these girls being punching bags and rapiness, and the, I just the characters, the villains were so terrible. I'm, I'm literally trying to think of a movie where there was like horror villains that were this awful. Like I like Freddy's and Jason's and.
0: Well, what, what you're describing, the first thing that I think of is, um, oh, dang it! I shouldn't have opened my mouth yet because I was about to look up what his name is. Like, um, Gaspar Noy. his uh, oh. his earlier one before Irreversible.
1: By stand alone, yes, like yeah. that. Yes, a guy in that band feeling, disgusting French, disgusting person. Oh, they're awful. One was a transvestite, and the other one was this big, fat, like hills have eyes type guy. Whatever. They, they were awful. And after, I mean, I can. After a while, I'm like, I'm tired of watching girls be punching bags. It's not funny anymore. It, it was never funny. Yeah, but it was too like it. It did have a martyr's feel. But Martyrs was much, much, much better. But I could tell he was trying to do another Martyrs-type thing, and no. But I own it on Blu-ray, and it's Region B, so I
0: probably can't fucking sell it. Yeah, you can. I'll I'll never
1: watch it again. I'll never, I will never, probably never watch it again.
0: (laughs) Please sell it so I don't have to after you die.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Very true, actually. (laughs) That's it. I'm angry now.
0: Uh, okay, coming soon. I have about 10 minutes left in Maze Runner 3, The Death Cure. Uh, we we both have our YA movies, that, series is, that we're into. And for whatever reason, Maze Runner uh, works for me. The first one is great. The second one is meh. And the third one so far has been quite good. It's not a uh, peak of the series, but I got to see how it all wraps up yet. Um, I also have, a again, a ton of VHS I want to get to. And I might hit up some more stuff at the library looking for local stuff. I haven't been there in a couple of months and that gives a chance for them to get in some more new stuff and I, for me to get caught up. I, I love it. I, like I go there and I, I grabbed like six DVDs this last time and it was all 2018 releases pretty much. Unbelievable. Uh, just, just the I, just go, I, I say it's unbelievable because of going from how it was with us as kids seeing a trailer on TV and going, yay, in three years I can watch this on TV. I can't mm-hmm. wait. And now it's, oh, it's out in theater. Eh, I'll get it from the library in a month. <laughs> mm-hmm. For free. <laughs> uh, okay, over to you. Um, and for me,
1: I've got the Blood Island collection from Severin. that is, I'm looking at it right now, it just showed up in the mail, which those are those are 60s creature features from, I think, Indonesia. Those should be wonderful. Said no one, probably. Um And First Blood, Rambo Part 2, and Rambo Part 3, all on 4K, also sitting in front of me. Hey, hey, I can't wait for those. That is happening tonight, is First Blood. Um And what else? Oh, just other random horror shit. I mean, the horror-thon is done, but it's not. It's never done. It's not for it's you. It's never done. I own, no, the, I own
0: the Rambo series in uh, uh, quality to quality, so... Um, First one is VHS and DVD, just because I got an old school VHS and it looks sweet. Second one is VHS and DVD, just because, well, that's amazing. Uh, Third one is VHS only because the movie is crap. Mm. Comedy. Fourth one, I only own on Blu-ray. There you go. Fourth one's awesome.
1: Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the first one is my favorite, and these are, uh, I did some screen comparisons, and this, this is like a major, major upgrade from the original Blu-rays from back like like 10 years ago. It's night and day difference from the screen grabs that I'm seeing, uh, and even back when I saw those a long time ago, they've never looked good, never. So I'm really looking forward to, especially the first one. Man, I love that movie.
0: I like the, um, the first two a lot. I got them both on DVD, yeah. but then yeah. I came across one place where they had them on VHS, the old copy VHS's and I was like I can't pass this up this is too cool so yeah there you go
1: <laughs> that that first one is that cover for the first one is just iconic
0: yeah but oh anyway, my that's... god we are so long okay oh I know I know we gotta wrap this up I'm gonna be editing for weeks and I gotta get up at 4.30 in the morning tomorrow so whee alright thank you sir that's gonna do it for this episode I will see you next week
1: alright see ya bye
0: Thanks for listening. <laughs> hey, if you want to get a hold of the Movie Freaks, you can get a hold of us: facebook.com/moviefreakspod on Twitter at movie moviefreakspod. Drop us an email: moviefreakspod at moviefreakspod@yahoo.com. Intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl.